One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. He's a dead fuck, and he doesn't know how to talk to girls or how to make them moan. He's a dead fuck, he doesn't even have a clue, and if he ever got a girl, he would know what to do. But Jason V, how are you, sir? Yo, what's going on, man? How are you? You are on the East Coast, correct? Uh, yes, yes. I'm an East Coaster now. How's it going? <laughs> East Coaster? Okay, is that is that something that is uh, recent? Uh, yeah, it's it's more recent. Um, just kind of we all sort of migrated to the same area. We were spread out for a little while. So, uh, okay. yeah, more recent. Um, I mean, last 10 years-ish recent, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it, man. Well, right on. It's nice to uh, connect with you. What instrument do you play for the Jasons? Uh, so I'm the uh, rhythm guitar player and the singer for the Jasons. I only use the top uh, three strings. Don't need the other three. Let everybody else <laughs> deal with those extra strings. Fucking A. I'm in a punk band too, bro. It's all about bar chords, right? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So I love what you guys got going on. For those listening that aren't familiar with the Jasons, why don't you tell them about your band? All right. Uh, so the Jasons are uh, a Ramones core punk rock band, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, we get branched in with the uh, horror punk genre a lot because we wear hockey masks, but that's not really part of what we're about um you know our influences don't really come from that side of things we're not really interested in danzig or you know that's whatever horror punk stuff it's more of a uh influence from a little bit of the ramones a little bit of kiss and uh a fucking rotten attitude and uh, we wear hockey masks because it's a good gimmick so there you go yeah it's fucking great yeah i would definitely i was reading up on your website uh you guys do, like you just said, Ramones sort of meets Kiss. Definitely that Ramones punk rock sound with the with the awesome visuals. And I was thinking, you know, it's uh, there's so many bands out there to stand out. You get you have to have those visuals sometimes live to kind of stand out. And I think you guys pull that off. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, uh, you know, when I was eight years old, I uh, discovered Kiss for the first time, and uh, I was given mm-hmm. two Kiss records. And I remember I just, like, one was an unmasked kiss, you know, like, it was the 80s kiss, which is good shit, but they weren't wearing the makeup, they weren't wearing the fucking superhero costumes, so I used to listen to the one from the 80s, Crazy Nights, and stare at the cover for Kiss Killers, because they were wearing this fucking amazing visual, you know, get-up. And then uh, when it came time for me to start my own, like, musical stuff, the question like kind of went from what are we going to sound like to what are we going to look like? And I mean, uh, you know, you take two famous right. things and put them together and you're famous yourself. So we took the Ramones and, uh, and Jason Voorhees and slapped them together. And, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it allows a band to be, uh, like you said, man, it stands out in the Ramones core scene because it's a bunch of dudes in leather jackets. Strangely enough, Dudes in leather jackets with hockey masks get a little bit more attention and maybe brings people in and has them listen to your band. So Now, do your fans dress up a lot at your shows? Uh, yeah, you know, we have uh, people will come and uh, wear a hockey mask occasionally. 
Um, it's definitely not like, uh, you know, insane clown posse levels or anything like that. <laughs> um, it's more like uh, if our fans have any sort of costume, I would say it's a mid-40s overweight male nerd with a Jason's tattoo. That's that's the uh, <laughs> That's the outfit of the people that listen to the Jasons. Most of them are like, you know, dudes like us. Uh, very few girls at Jason shows, believe it or not, uh, dressing up in a hockey mask when you're in your mid-30s uh, doesn't get a whole lot of female attention. But we got a few, you know. <laughs> are you guys, you know, you didn't really identify with the horror punk genre, but are you guys into horror? Are you big Friday the 13th fans? Uh, yeah, you know, we're uh, we're definitely horror fans. I mean, uh, if we're watching movies or something or hanging out, we're probably watching like horror, exploitation, stuff like that. And I mean, it's it's like, you know, we get thrown into the horror punk thing and we get it. And there are some good people in that scene for sure. But we, I think we kind of realized early on that like, if you pigeonhole yourself into that one scene, it's just full of a bunch of fucking dorky dudes in costumes. And we're dorky dudes in costumes ourselves, right? We get that, but there's no way to stand out. <laughs> But if we're playing with a bunch right. of, you know, Ramones kids, then we're the only guys in costumes. So we stand out a little bit. Plus, that's a tiny scene. You know, horror punk is tiny. And if you set your sights to be the king of the horror punk scene, it's kind of like setting your sights to be like the strongest man in your trailer park. You know what I mean? It's not a big <laughs> deal. So we wanted to push out of that stuff. Yeah, I get that. You, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. Yeah, I mean, we are pigeonholed enough when we put the hockey masks on. So right. we try to cross over the you know genres a little bit and stuff. But yeah, I mean, we're definitely horror fans. I mean, uh, me and uh, Jason 3D especially, that's our bass player. Uh, we, we're kind of like the uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons of the band. Um, he and mm -hmm. I are big in horror. Like, we get together and watch. Uh, yesterday we watched uh, Petey Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law. It's okay. a fucking red, uh, like a black exploitation film, uh, you know. Nice. So we watch stuff like that and whatever. But yeah, I mean, we're not like Friday the Thirteenth obsessed or anything like that. A lot of people <laughs> ask us that. Uh, yeah. For me, man, the best slasher film is The Burning. It's it's got more violence. It's got better atmosphere. It's got a better soundtrack. But uh, oh, yeah, I mean, we we certainly like the films and stuff. That's great, man. I'm a big Michael Myers guy. Are those, you know, are Michael Myers and Freddy, are those your rivals or <laughs> not so much? <laughs> uh, you know, not so much. I'm a, I'm a Michael Myers fan too. Uh, you know, if I, for my money, I mean, we got to take Halloween 3 out of the equation. That's a fucking good movie. But right. as far yeah. as the Michael Myers ones, uh, I'm going to watch part five because that's a a stereotypical yes. slasher, man. He pulls out a fucking like Grim Reaper scythe and cuts motherfuckers heads off and stuff. So I, right. I think I like the, you know, I, I like John Carpenter's first movie, of course. It's nice and atmospheric, but I kind of like the trashy, you know, mid 80s slasher vibe that Halloween went through, you know, four, five and six. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I watched five last night. Um, I visited the Michael Myers house in Pasadena a couple weekends yeah. ago with my family, dude. I dressed up and and we went up there. It's over here on in uh, you know L.A. area, the actual house yeah. that was in the the movie. So I just checked that out. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's like your perfect Halloween trip, man. I mean, what uh, what what better place to go? Especially since everything's locked down, you go look at some. Uh, what do they call it? Horror's hallowed grounds. I think they used to call it in uh, in Horror Hound magazine or one of those Fango or one of those. Jesus is a man. 
So we're talking with Jason V. You mentioned Jason Hollywood. You mentioned Jason 3D. And who are the other members? Um, so right now, the current lineup is uh, me and Jason 3D. We've been in it from the beginning. He plays bass. He also uh, sort of he you know does all the artwork. He does all the booking. He's basically the tour manager. Um, he kind of fulfills a lot of that roles, and I spend a lot more time on the like songwriting end of things. Uh, we got Jason Hollywood, who just came in uh, on this last album cycle. Before this Jason Hollywood, we had another Jason Hollywood. And uh, when we kicked him out of the band, we figured, well, we might as well follow, you know, the, the lead of our heroes, Kiss. So we just slapped the same mask on a new guy. Boom, there you fucking go. You don't have to change the T-shirt. You don't have to change the album. But he likes to call... The old Hollywood, new Hollywood, like in you, like new metal, because he hates new metal. So, and uh, where was I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then uh, on drums we got Jason Hell. Same deal. We had a different Jason Hell, but uh, for there Blood in the Streets, uh, we brought in a new drummer, and that's uh, also we'll call him uh, New Hell because he likes new metal. He doesn't mind that moniker. I see. I love it. No Jason Manhattan, huh? You know, there we don't have a Jason Manhattan. Um, <laughs> strangely enough, though, there was a dude, and you asked this question at the beginning. I didn't even think of this. There was a dude that just dubbed himself uh, Jason Manhattan, and he used to go. come to shows and just mosh the fuck out of people. Like right. he was like crowd killing, and I mean, we're playing pop punk, you know. But he was like crowd killing and wearing hockey jerseys and he was just like yeah i'm your brother i'm jason i'm jason manhattan and we were like all right you're our brother jason manhattan and he came around for a while i don't know what even happened to that dude but uh you know it was like we never had an interaction outside of our masks with that dude so he knows us (laughs) as the jasons and we know him as as jason manhattan don't know who he was (laughs) how funny man i would imagine your live shows are amazing like you know a party um I, th- I feel like every live show is, but let's talk about how shitty 2020 is and, uh, you know, everything's sort of been shut down. I assume it's the same over there. I did see that you guys played uh, recently, right, in Fairmont? Yeah, we did. Um, so, I mean, yeah, live shows, We this was going to be a cool year for us. Last year was a cool year, too, but... We had uh, we had a tour booked, you know, and we were going to, you know, do the United States. We were going to go to Canada for a couple. And then we had a run with the Queers and because we got a split record coming out with them. So oh, we were okay. looking forward to that. And then, you know, we started seeing things were going to get canceled. And we just kind of like shifted all of our energy over into, you know, making like making records. So uh, as soon as we saw that was happening, it was like, all right, so we got to. We're going to try and get these two splits out. We got a, we got two splits coming out. Then me and 3D have a couple other uh, projects uh, that are not related to the Jasons that we just started pouring some energy into. We're shooting music videos, oh. uh, you know, just trying to keep the band alive. This last thing that we played, it was like one of those like social distancing shows and stuff and I mean, you know, we knew it was going to be like, hey, no, you know, the crowd's not going to be able to fucking get in the slam pit and we're not going to be able to have a lot of that. But it was something. Uh, It was like a wrestling event. They asked us to play and we were like, well, I mean, the Misfits and ICP got called, you know, they're gimmick bands and they ended up in wrestling. So I guess that's our fucking destiny. So so we just did it. But uh, you know, it was cool. It was it was cool. But we've just been focusing our uh, 
our efforts on like live or on uh, recording stuff. I mean, I it's a shitty time for sure, but I also think you know we've we've got a captive audience out there, man. There's a ton of people that are buying records and listening to Spotify and all that shit. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, man. My uh, record purchasing and music listening has gone up since all this pandemic shit happened. So, that's great, man. That's great to hear. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a time to to write and record. Uh, I did notice that you guys are are sort of publicly anti digital. Is that right? You guys lean more towards vinyl and cassettes. Um, you know, I, especially in the beginning, like we were incredibly anti-digital and uh, I, it, me especially. And uh, I fought, we did three years, I think, uh, as a band where I think we had released three or four records and none of them were digital. And uh, other than Bandcamp, because you have to purchase it from Bandcamp. I didn't even like that, but I was really against Spotify. I mean, we all know they don't pay anything and stuff. Right. But uh, I, I went to see Chuck D from uh, Public Enemy. And uh, oh, nice. I, I consider Chuck D to be somewhat of like a fucking guru when it comes to like, hey, this is how you run a band. I mean, that guy's ran a successful band for all these years. He's kept his integrity. He's a good songwriter, all that stuff. So I went to see Chuck D. And uh, Chuck D told me like, yo, if your music isn't on Spotify, you're basically just, you know, trying to hold back this tide of something that you're never going to be able to fight. You know, you're limiting yourself. And so, you know, Jason 3D was real big on getting us on there. So we kind of went ahead and did it. We put all our stuff digital. But for the most part, man, like we still like we hear bands say all the time that like CDs don't sell, physical media don't sell. I don't know if it's because our fans are like, you know, horror nerd collectors or Ramones nerd collectors, but like, I like, we sell tons of CDs. We sell tons of vinyl, like compared awesome. to those sales, like streaming and, you know, all of that stuff, that stuff is like pennies compared, you know, and we've been able to fund every record independently up until this year. We never worked with labels you know, we've been able to go on tour, we were able to buy a van, all that stuff just based on, you know, for the most part, physical media sales and, and what we make it shows. So I don't know if it's like, I, I don't know if, if we're an anomaly, I can't imagine that we are, but like, we have a lot of those dudes that, you know, will buy one of everything. So, you know, we, we will always say people will be as big of a fan as you let them be. So we'll release four different vinyl colors and people will buy all four. So... Um, yeah, I, so I don't know if it's anti-digital media, just that like, you know, we see a bigger return on, on physical stuff. You mentioned merch. You guys obviously capitalize on the Jason theme. You have a ton of merch, pens, stickers. I bought a shirt today. I bought some stickers from your website. Well, fuck yeah. We, uh, yeah, I mean, we, it's, it goes back to kiss, you know, like, like I said, people will be as big of fans as you allow them to be. And like, Sometimes we go to shows and we'll see these great bands, but all they have is like a burned CD for $3. And like right off the bat, we were like, you know, even when we didn't have any money and I, we're not rolling in money by any stretch of the means because every cent, every dollar that we make goes back into the Jasons. You know, nobody's even buying a fucking cheeseburger with Jason's money. And we all understand that <laughs> because... If we have, you know, if we make $3,000, we're going to figure out how we can release $3,000 worth of merch. And it's just the Ouroboros. It's the constant cycle of replenishing 
And uh, to me, like, that's what allows people to get deeper into your band, you know? So if you have 10 shirts, there's going to be dudes out there that buy all 10. If you're the band with the $3 burn CD, people are going to look at your merch booth and go, oh, that band doesn't even give a shit about their own music. So why should I buy it, you know? We're in the midst of Halloween 2020. Is October typically a busier month for you guys? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and again, you know, it's not really that we sort of like strive for that. But, you know, like for, you know, your podcast is a good example. You know, as it gets closer to Halloween, I sure. think a lot of people like to have uh, a band like us on because, you know, we certainly get that, you know, connection with Halloween and stuff. And uh yeah. Usually, uh, you know, we play shows. I'd say our busiest time when, you know, outside of the pandemic stuff is usually the summer because that's when we usually try to hit, you know, hit the road and go on tour. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, generally we have a pretty busy Halloween. We do a, a, a local Halloween show um, with a few bands, uh, Ghost Road and the Renfields. And we've done that for four or five years. And, that's kind of like the thing that we've done where we try to build up our own home, you know, local scene. Cool. And, uh, you know, up until this year, we were doing all right. We were, you know, selling out the, the main club here in town, which is a hard thing to do for, you know, for us. But it was like we limit it to once a year and it became a special thing. But this year it's on hold. So unfortunately, you know, we'll have to we'll have to hit it up next year. Sure. How is the Fairmont scene? Um, you know, it's, there's not really a Fairmont scene. Like, I mean, the closest, like bigger area to the Jasons is, is, uh, Morgantown. That's where West, we're all located in West Virginia. Now it's West Virginia university. So there's a ton of like people in that area. Now what we've learned is college kids for the most part, don't listen to punk rock anymore. So, uh, you know, but that's where the, like the main club is. Really, uh, if we're a band from any place, we're a band uh, from Pittsburgh. We've been considered a local Pittsburgh band because there's a thriving like punk rock music scene there, and cool. it's maybe an hour and a half from us. We're used to you know to long drives, so that's kind of become our second home, uh, at least in this close proximity. So in a way, it's it's more of the the Pittsburgh scene than like the Fairmont or Morgantown scene. Cool, man. And you mentioned having a van. So you guys do get out of town often? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, we we kind of limit our shows locally, like in this town and surrounding areas to like once or twice a year. Um, most of our shows are, you know, between six and eight hours away. It's just it just because of where we're located, we have to drive all the time to to play. So we uh, we frequent like Indiana, we frequent like New York, you know, Brooklyn, Queens, places like that. Um, Cleveland is a good place to go. Um, you know, we're 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 really more than willing to drive as far as we have to for basically you know minimal pay because we just want to play out and we want to you know again it's just like being stuck in a standard music scene you also don't want to become like the kings of your local scene because that's also a dead end you know if you want people to see your band as more than some local band you really really got to get out there and like play non-local spots so that's what we try to do that too you know absolutely do you guys ever get out to the west coast i'm I'm in san diego i don't know if you knew that uh no i didn't um we we did uh we were there i'm trying to think where we played 
Um, our last tour, we did uh, a West Coast tour. And um, like, I, I know we played California, but I don't remember exactly where we played because at that point it was like near the end of our tour and those dudes all went out to the fucking beach and I stayed in the hotel room and uh, jacked off the whole day. So I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Were you the one that uh, that jacked off to D.D. Ramon? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a true story, man. People, uh, people always think it's for comedic value, but it's really an inspirational story about a young man who had two choices. You can buy a porno magazine or a Ramones record. And I loved punk rock so much that I bought that Ramones record but then I needed some kind of material to get, you know, to, to get busy with. And if you just, if you blacken D.D. Ramon's face out, he's got an okay shape. He's kind of attractive. So it was desperation, but that just shows you how much I loved the Ramones when I was a teenager, right? <laughs> so that would have been the, the 80s, not to throw your age out there, but. Yeah, well, I mean, I so uh, that would have probably been, we're talking... I mean, pre, pre-porn era, right? Pre-online porn era, obviously. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 for sure, man. I mean, I don't mind telling you my age. I'm, I'm 38, so, okay. I mean, it's definitely pre-porn era. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was just like, or, you know, the, even the days when porn was like a new thing, you would click a button and it would load forever. So you'd, you'd have to wait to get like a half a tit and then you could start jacking it. And who knows, by the time it gets below the waist, you're like, oh shit, I'm, you know, it's a, this, this woman has a penis. And then you just keep going because you're like, I do not have time to back out of this and load another picture. So there we go. Uh, you know, that's... I was always progressive, even in the beginning. People don't understand that about the Jason. <laughs> For people that don't know what the fuck we're talking about, the, the Jasons have a shirt, a t-shirt right that says uh, i jacked off to dd ramon yeah yeah we have uh on our last record um it's called blood in the streets we uh the last song on the record's called i jacked off to dd ramon too so and then uh yeah we we for some reason we ended up with like a a, a, a trend the album before it we had a song called i don't want to masturbate to you but i do <laughs> And so I guess from now on, every record we release has got to have a song about masturbation. I don't know where that came from, but uh, it's there. I got I to gotta say, bro, I like the style, dude. I really do. You're keeping it punk rock. You know, I'm, I'm looking at your song lists here. Get Fucked, Get Sued, uh, Blood in the Streets, I Want to Be an Asshole. Uh, <laughs> I like your style. I really do. That uh, I don't want to be, or I want to be an asshole was a response to the Menzingers or Menzingers or whatever the fuck that band's called. This one's for the Menzingers. Because they made a, a video for their song, I Don't Want to Be an Asshole Anymore, with Jason in it. And I was like, hey, you don't speak for the Jasons. We speak for the Jason, you know? So, like, that was just our response to that band of, like, you know, actually, we do want to be an asshole. Sorry, Menzingers, you used the wrong fucking horror icon <laughs> i love it i'm looking at a photo here is it weird to sing with the mask on did that take some getting used to uh you know it, it definitely affects uh how it sounds live and some you know i can even see that when i watch videos and stuff um it's not too hard because you basically just learn to lay your mask against the microphone yeah. and kind of use the uh 
almost like the reverberations of your voice against the mask to amplify it. I mean, it's definitely a, a challenge with peripheral vision and stuff, but, uh, I mean, at this point, we're so used to it. I mean, we just, because we, you know, we show up in our masks, we leave in our masks, and uh, it's just like a second skin. So, yeah, it's no no problem, really. Yeah. How long have you had those masks? Uh, we, we switch our masks out. So, like, when we did, uh, you know, like, when we released Get Fucked, we bought a whole new set of masks. We had some made, and then... When that record was finished and we were working on the next record, we kind of changed up the masks and switched them out. And again, it goes back to Kiss. You know, if you're a fucking Kiss fan, yeah. you can talk about what's your favorite era of the band and what Gene wore on the cover of, you know, Destroyer versus what he wore on the cover of Creatures of the Night. So, you know, it's just a way to separate eras. And it's also a way, um, you know, we, we've got like a community of Jason's fans that buy that stuff. Like, you know, so when it's time to make a record, we'll say like, Hey, we're selling our masks from the previous record. We've got, you know, one and that kind of goes to fund the next record. And we've kind of learned to do stuff like that uh, because there's people that like to collect that stuff. So that's awesome. So, yeah, again, I mean, no, not a lot of live shows going on right now. You mentioned, uh, again, you want to promote what you have coming up, a couple of split albums. Yeah, so uh, we've got uh, a uh, split with the queers um, almost uh, maybe two years ago. We ended up going down and like crashing with Joe Queer. He was super cool, man, uh, and let us stay at his house and recorded us for free and all this stuff. And uh, we just did four songs, and it was really super uh, kind of raw and just like plug in, record, and do as few takes as possible. And uh, we re recorded a bunch of stuff that was from our first record. So that record's coming out uh, with four songs from us, four songs from the Queers, and that's on a 10 inch. Um, you can get that from prorockrecords.com. That's, uh, I think it's almost sold out other than the black variant. Like they're going, they're, they're going quick. I think the pre-order is up for another like week or so. Um, and it'll probably sell out before the release date. So if you want one of those, go to pro rock records. Uh, then the other one that we're real excited about is, uh, the Jasons are doing a split with a band called, uh, black Russians. Cool. And they're a new band. They came out on Out Loud Records. Okay. And uh, I found them, and I just fucking fell in love with this band. Um, they sound like the Lillingtons, but with uh, kind of a different vocal style, like a more tough, I, I almost want to say hot water music, you know? Sure. <laughs> I don't know, but it's like if you mix the Lillingtons and a, a band like hot water music or something. Yeah. And I just loved it, man. I was like, it, they became my favorite band. And uh, so, you know, we sent a letter over to Mother Russia and we said, like, let's let's go to war. Mm -hmm. And so we did, you know, so it's two new songs from the Jasons, two new songs from the Black Russians. And then that uh, is also going to have a CD release with uh, like additional songs where they cover one of ours. We cover one of theirs. And that's coming out on Mom's Basement Records. They're, uh, you know, another really like I don't I want to say like a. They're, they're one of the best, uh, you know, record labels out there because what they're doing is they're releasing a lot, of, like Ramones Cole-wise, they're releasing a lot of stuff from Italy. So if you like the, like, they call it, you know, spaghetti punk, if you like that. when sure. um, I'm a huge fan of that stuff. Um, awesome. And uh, if, if, if you like that kind of Italian Ramones sound, like the Manges and Rat Bones and stuff, they release a lot of that stuff. And uh, so they're going to be releasing our record over there. 
And uh, those are the f- this is the first time we've worked with labels. We you know it's kind of like the digital thing. We're not anti-label, but we were always kind of like, well, if if we can do it ourselves, then why why would we you know use a label unless they're offering you know like that Fat Records money, which I don't <laughs> even know how much money that is these days. But, right. Um, you know, but we we met we met John and we met Kenny, the dudes from uh, Pro Rock and Mom's Basement, respectively, and. Uh, cool. They just they were just cool guys and they they kind of seemed like they were interested in working with us and we kind of we don't really budget for 7 inches and 10 inches and stuff. We budget to release like a full length record a year. Okay. And so they made it possible for us to kind of expand and do more this year. Awesome, man. So Split's coming out soon with uh, Black Russians and the Queers. Are the Queers from your area? You mentioned that you've hung out with them. Uh, no, we actually drove down um, because Joe Queer has a studio and uh, he really wanted uh, us to record in the same studio that the Queers were going to record their songs on. Yeah. So he basically was like, yo, if you can get down here, like, we'll do it. You guys can stay at our at, at our place, you know, and he just did. He put us up and like he stayed up all hours of the night, you know, mixing and working on our stuff and um, you know, I mean, for us compared to the queers, you you know, go look at the Spotify totals, you know, they've got 60,000 monthly listeners or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, they're a way bigger band than us. And it was like, you know, if you're a, a cool gesture for him to be like, yeah, you're, you're a new band. Let's do this split. I'll help you out. I'll record your stuff. You can stay with me. I mean, I don't know too many people that would let four, you know, Jasons stay in their house without ever meeting them before. <laughs> so, but Joe Queer did. He's just like that kind of guy. So, uh, it cool. was like you know, it was he's like an ambassador of of cool punk rock to to people he never met. So we appreciated that. That's very cool. Yeah, we look forward to uh, hearing those splits. Uh, you mentioned numbers. I'm checking out your YouTube right now. You guys have quite a few videos and and. Quite a few uh, subscribers, too. Do you want to talk about your videography uh, library? Yeah, sure, man. I mean, like, uh, we we do, uh, for a while, we kind of had, like, almost, I guess you could call it a web series where we just kind of documented stuff from the band. But we try to stay kind of active on there. Like, if you if someone subscribes, they'll probably get all the updates. I did a video when we released the, the Queers split or when we announced it. We review music. Um, we got a bunch of videos that uh, we recorded ourselves. We got a few professional shot videos on there and stuff. You know, yeah. our main video is that uh, I want to be an asshole video that we kind of shot on our own, and that seems to be the one that's gotten the most play and the one that you know that's like if we have a song that we have to play at every show, it's that one because uh, it's I don't know how many views it's at now but it's it's the one you know <laughs> yeah absolutely I was checking out one also uh, for uh, Camp Arawak oh yeah 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 uh, Camp is uh, Camp Arawak that's the camp from uh, Sleepaway Camp and uh, yeah man we recorded that video on a cell phone yeah. in like four hours on our way to another show <laughs> and uh, that yeah for some reason that one kind of kind of has picked up a little bit too <laughs> yeah the worst the worst sounding record we ever did was uh, it featured that song and the worst video we ever shot but it's also one of the ones people watch the most so there you go yeah 30,000 views not too bad man um, have you guys been to the you know, the real life Camp Crystal Lake. Have you ever done any video there or anything like that or no? 
Uh, is Camp Nobi Bosco, I believe. Yeah, no, we never have. Um, we've gotten some uh, people saying like, yo, well, let's go to the camp and let's go check it out and stuff. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's kind of like for us, it's just part of our DNA. So we're like, we don't need to go there. Right. It's, in, it's, it's inside of all of us. Yeah, exactly. You wear the fucking masks. Isn't that enough? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, and if, you know, if my trip to the beach is any indicator while they were at the camp, I just stay in the hotel room and jack off anyway. So why go? <laughs> if you take anything from this episode, it's that he loves to jerk off, folks. Well, it's more like a, it's more out of necessity. You know what I mean? Like I said, nobody wants to nobody's interested in getting with a dude in a hockey mask. You know, <laughs> if we would have wanted to get with some ladies, we probably would have dressed like, I don't know, My Chemical Romance. That's an old reference. Let me think of something new. I don't know new music really, I guess. Fucking Bieber or something. But I, <laughs> yeah, Justin Bieber, Ryan Gosling, the most handsome man in the world. We dress like Ryan Gosling, you know. There we go. <laughs> No shows coming up, right? Nothing booked? No, no shows coming up. Uh, as people, you know, if they want to keep an eye out, like I said, we're going to be filming a video for one of our songs from the Black Russian split um, probably cool. at the end of the month. So it'll probably be out mid-November when the Black Russian split comes out. So uh, we're excited about that. Like it's a it's a production. Like we hired a, a cam like a camera crew and an editor and like you know props and stuff. So that's a that's a big one for us. Uh, just we're just trying our best to keep the band you know in people's line of sight. You know, so rather that's releasing merch, putting right. out split seven inches. You know, of course I do have to say, did we not choose the worst time in the world to release? A, a split with a band called Black Russians, like during our political climate. My God, it's like, <laughs> it, like as soon as we posted this, the, the link to our very first teaser, like people were like, "Is this is this some kind of crazy like political propaganda?" And we were like, "No, it's like a it's a Cold War Rocky Four reference." Like you know, <laughs> and same with the Black Russians. I was talking to those dudes those comrades and they were like yeah man we named our band after a, a drink and now look what's happened <laughs> so <laughs> it's like we managed to get embroiled in the middle of all this crazy political bullshit that's going on and it's like all we want to do is wear hockey masks and jack off but we're in the, you know <laughs> oh and it do also doesn't help that five finger death punch released some video with uh russian symbolism too and i'm sure that was like somehow politically motivated and it's just like come on man like every how why is five finger death punch ruining it for the jasons out here we're just trying to make cold war references <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god like i think everything in today's day and age could be uh seen as offensive or political in some way i mean you know what i mean it's just it's just that day and age yeah yeah, certainly, man. And I mean, we uh, ever since the beginning, we have certainly, uh, you know, set out to like poke at people who are overly sensitive and stuff. But it really is a tough uh, it's tough being in a social and political satire of a band when the world we live in is a social and political satire of itself, man. It's it's very crazy time. And like, um. You know, like I said, we we like I you know the the idea of like shock rock and and irritating people with our lyrics and stuff. But it's a real crazy time, man. I don't know, you know, if we survive it, uh, <laughs> if we survive it, I will be uh, surprised. But then again, Jason never fucking dies, right? There you go. Yeah, 
It's been a, a horrific year, man. All of 2020. I mean, uh, I have a song called "Every Day Is Halloween." It's it's kind of been a a, a sort of zombie <laughs> apocalypse all year long. No, without a doubt, man. I uh, I'm a big fan of uh, British comics, and uh, I read a comic called Judge Dredd. I don't know if you're familiar with Judge Dredd, but um, in that in that comic, you know, ten years ago there was a big storyline about political unrest, riots in the streets, and a super plague going around, and people f- running over people with cars and this is like science fiction, you know, and I, and then I, you know, 10 years down the road, we look around and we're living in that. So it's very strange, man. I agree. It's like a, it's like, it's like something I never expected we would be going through, but it's crazy. Yeah. It's craziness. When, when do you think shows will start back up? When do you think uh, local shows there in Pittsburgh and local venues will open back up? You know, man, I'm not sure. Like, I my greatest fear, honestly, is that shows will start becoming something for only people who have a lot of money. Like, you know, because you see, like, now, like, okay, let's say we open a show up and it's at 25% capacity. Well, obviously, we got to raise the prices. And, I mean, right. you know, for one, punk rock shows, uh, you know, like, I don't know about your bands and stuff, but we the Jasons have been fighting against the classic $5 punk show forever. We're like, no, we don't, we're not playing a $5 show. Jack it up to seven because if some asshole won't pay $5 to see like four bands, then fuck that guy, you know? Yeah. And my fear now is that yes, you know, they will charge more, but what's going to happen is you're only going to be able to go see let's, you know, whatever. Let's say I want to go see ghost or Metallica or whatever, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. well now the ticket prices are jacked up. You know, and so only the people with a lot of money can go because of social distancing. Is that what's going to happen or is it going to be drive in shows like the Jasons? As much as we like to, you know, we believe we are rock stars for sure. And we like to be on a big stage. But if I'm being honest, my favorite kind of show is one where people are in my face and slamming into me in the crowd and spilling beer on me and screaming in my face. And, you know, I that's the kind of stuff that that we really thrive on too. And I don't know that we're going to see that for a while, at least. Um, we definitely went ahead and just decided to set our sights on recording music. Cause we were like, you know, uh, shows are not coming back for a little bit. At least we know that. Yeah. You guys are doing the right thing. Staying productive. Uh, have you done streams and what are your thoughts on streams? And you know, it's, it makes me wonder if, if that's going to kind of be the new show, you know, is are these digital shows, they're just not the same. We did one stream. Um, it was so the day that, uh, like I said, we're all centrally located now out here in West Virginia, believe it or not. And uh, so the day that um, they closed down our state, we were on our way to Baltimore, Maryland for a show. And we got halfway there and the, the promoter said like, He's like, dudes, I'm, I'm nervous. Like, you know, like they're shutting things down. I'm afraid that if you guys get here, you're you know, so it materialized that it was canceled. So we drove home that day and we did a live stream. And, uh, so like we were super early with it. Um, I'm not saying we are like the originators or anything, but it was, you know, our show got canceled and we did one real early. 
and we had, it was successful. Like we did a virtual uh, merch table and let people buy virtual tickets and stuff. And you didn't have to; it was free. But it was like, hey, if you wanna you wanna buy a ticket, we'll autograph the ticket and send it to you. Whatever you know. So, you and we did that, and we made good money. But since then, you know, we haven't wanted to like exploit that, you know, and just keep doing it over and over because then it loses its value and all that stuff. So. Yeah. I we're not huge on streams. I think if we do anything, and, uh, and we already have plans to do this, we're going to do a double live record where it's like, hey, we know you can't go to a show now, but we're going to try to give you the Jason's show experience. And of course, by that, it means the uh, a reproduction live show like Kiss Alive. It's going to be called uh, It's a Lie, uh, you know, right. Alive with the uh, V crossed out so we're going to manufacture a jason show complete with you know fighting between band members and yes. probably some fighting with the audience and uh, just try to give people that sort of vibe of course it'll be recorded live but we'll insert all the cool shit um yeah. but yeah i mean it's just like like try to survive and figure out what you can do i don't know that live streams are for us we're not against it but it's right. not something we're really con- like concentrating on totally man yeah i agree it's so crazy i mean that everyone is going, you know, you're on the other side of the country and you're, it's really, you're going through the same thing this local scene is. Uh, you know, I guess it's kind of cool that all musicians are, are on the same page, but it's kind of fucked at the same time. Yeah, man, for sure. Like, you know, watching uh, venues close down, we've definitely seen a lot of that. And I mean, yep. I, I, there's a sentiment out there, um, and I agree with it to a large degree where people are like, you know, this is terrible. All these venues are closing down. But I have to say it because I haven't heard anybody say it. I've also seen some venues that exploited bands close down, you know, and I think it's the pay to pay to play guys. Hey, we got, you know, whatever. We got Screeching Weasel coming in in December. Right. Okay, cool. Well, you know, sell 75 tickets and suck our dicks and, you know, <laughs> chop your head off and give it to us and sell us your soul and you can play it. And we, we've always refused to play that stuff. Yeah. And I've seen the guys that are going out of business are those guys because the scene doesn't want to rally around them because they've been exploited for so long. But it's like the cool local promoters who care enough about the music scene to try and work on it. Those are the guys that we need to save because when everything opens back up, Hopefully, there'll be like a changing of the guard. You know, maybe we can open back up and say, hey, the $5 punk show is dead. You know, bands deserve money. Let's pay not only the traveling band, but let's pay the local bands too. You know, and uh, just trying to put a little more value on punk rock, trying not to exploit bands and, uh, you know, just get rid of some of that parasitic element. So you never know, man, this might be a cleansing of the punk rock scene. And I certainly hope that it is. It's been brutal. It's been a rough year for uh, musicians and the live music industry. It's, it's sucked. We've talked quite about it, uh, quite a bit about it on this podcast, but, um, yeah, I listened to your, uh, I listened to your stream with, uh, the guy from Dogwood. I'm a big fan of that band actually. And, uh, oh, wow. I heard, you know, kind of his take on it and stuff. So I, that was, that was cool, man. I wondered uh, about that band, uh, just as a side note, I wondered what, uh, where what they were doing, so it was cool to to check out your podcast and hear that. And of course, we know the dudes in the Writhers, so it was cool to hear that guy too. So that's right, yes, Robert Writh. Yeah, he mentioned you guys. Uh, I think you played it brick by brick, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And we that was uh, we got a lot of respect for that band because they are doing something totally different in the uh, horror punk scene. I mean, like 
I never felt, you know, like such a, and I, this, I mean this in 100% as a compliment, like I felt like I was, you know, getting to see something. You see so much Misfits worship, so much Ramones worship, all that stuff. I felt like I was seeing a little chunk of like TSOL worship and it was amazing. You know, it was, yeah. it was wonderful. So that band is cool, man. I always t- try to tell people about that band because they sound like nothing else. I don't know about you, but my method's working. All I'm waiting for now is some stimuli. So. Yeah, they're really cool. Shout out to the Rithers. They just released a new EP. Uh, he rocks the accordion. You know, it's it's yeah. very very unique sound. So yeah, thanks for mentioning them. Uh, and that's crazy. Yeah. You know, Dogwood man, San Diego locals uh, really peaked in the '90s. Uh, played a lot in the '90s, but yeah, they they made a big splash here from in uh, San Diego. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I not long ago, I did like a, an internet search to just see you know what was going on with them if they were still around and stuff, and I I couldn't find much. So your your uh, episode was kind of enlightening. Dope. Thanks for listening, man. We'll do a quick uh, dream segment with you, and then we'll let you go, all right? Sure, sure. If you could tour with any current band, who would it be? Any current band? Uh, the Jasons. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> no I shit, that's a good answer. <laughs> I would go on tour with any band, anybody. Just, but really, I just want to go on tour with my own band. But no, um, so I don't know, man. Like, if the whole like you know, like I said, sell five hundred tickets element was out of it, we'd like to at least play a show with Screeching Weasel. I think that's about all they get, um, you know, because I want to see Ben Weasel up close and personal. I want to, I want to know what that guy's all about. He's like a famous asshole, but I also think he's a, a. a dramatic theater person all at the same time so yeah them and of course you know on kiss's farewell tour we tried to get him to take the jasons we applied to go on the kiss cruise but they booked a bunch of shitty cover bands so oh, oh and striper we want to tour with striper bad but there you go there you i don't go. know if that'll ever happen i hope that happens for you man good answers <laughs> continuing on here with the dream segment if you uh, won the lottery tomorrow what's the first thing you'd buy Ah, you know, if I won the lottery tomorrow, like, honestly, my first inclination would just be like, now we don't have to worry about doing all the stuff that we want to do in the Jasons. We would just, I would just hang on to that money and know that I could play music for the rest of my life and not have to worry about anything else. Everything, I wouldn't buy cars. I wouldn't buy any of that stuff. I would be like, how many records can we put out? How many t-shirts can we put out? You'd see the the most ridiculous Jason's merch you've ever seen because yeah, we just put it all into that. Oh yeah. Good answer, man. If and when you perform on Saturday Night Live, who would host and what song would you play? Oh shit. Um, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in a long time. So um, <laughs> I don't know what song. I guess we would probably play... Uh, I want to be an asshole and we get the guy from the Menzingers to fucking host it and then he'd have to watch it. There you go. You'd have to watch it. Yeah. SNL is a little different, man. I'm a big like 80s, 90s SNL guy and it's just it's so fucking political now. It's it's kind of hard to watch. Yeah, I the last time I watched Saturday Night Live, I was a little kid and it was reruns of like John Belushi. So I didn't even I missed yeah. <laughs> years and years, you know, of right. uh, and it was reruns when I was seeing it and stuff. So yeah, totally. it's been a long time. If you could bring a musician back from the dead for one final concert, who would it be? I can't say there's any musicians that like died before, you know, I got to see them live or anything, but uh, I would bring back Riley Gale from Power Trip. 
and just try to keep him alive because uh, I'm a big metalhead and uh, they were like they were on the trajectory to be like one of the fucking rad uh, thrash metal bands and it just I don't know I don't know what killed him I don't know what happened but it's mm-hmm. kind of shitty that he was so young and opening up for you know all these bigger bands and stuff and then he died so I think that hit like that one hits home or like Brandon um from teenage bottle rocket you know like you when that guy died it was like i mean we're like you know the obviously teenage bottle rocket's a bigger band than us but like when we come through town we play all the same clubs tbr plays you know like when like it's like that so when you see somebody who's a little bit more accessible die like i you know like lemmy or one of those guys Jimi hendrix but like yeah Somebody like Riley Gale, somebody like uh, Brandon from Teenage Bottle Rocket, like those guys were like real people like us. You know, they didn't have that superstar power, and like right. seeing seeing something happen to those guys was a, a totally different thing. So I'd bring those guys back because they didn't get to reach their full potential yet. There you go. You mentioned metal. Did you play in a metal band before the Jasons? Uh, no, never played in a metal band before the Jasons. Um, I have, you know, there's other projects, uh, that I'm involved in, uh, that have metal elements and, uh, definitely that's my, my genre of choice, even though, you know, we're, we're also big pop punk fans, but, um, if I'm just hanging out on an average day, I'm probably listening to heavy metal. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, if you could, Jason V, decapitate any band or musician, who would it be? <laughs> oh, I would keep everybody alive. And I'll tell you why. Because right. if you kill off the people that you hate, then there's this sense of like, ah, my task is finished. See, what I prefer to do is all the bands that I hate, I like to keep them alive. I like to keep them in my field of view and allow that uh, anger, hate, and vitriol to let me make records that tell them to go fuck off. And I and believe it or not, the Menzingers are not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we need you need to have your enemies, man. Like sure. if you lose your enemies, you lose your fucking fire. So uh, yeah, you got to keep them alive. Good answer. You need the the salt with the sweet, right? You need that balance. Yeah, exactly. Where would you like to be in five years, man? Last question with the Jasons. Uh, we still, you know, hopefully five years from now, we'll have made five more records because that's, uh, I think, you know, to keep a band alive, you've got to make more records now than you did before. That's also what all the greats did. Look at band like Kiss, man. They Look at the Ramones. They were making records every year. So where would I like to be in five years? Just still making records. Um, if we have the same exact fan base, in five years that we have now, we'll be good. We can keep the band alive. That's where we're at right now. You know, the band sustains itself. We don't need any other sort of like fame or fortune or we don't need big record labels. Like we're really super comfortable with where we're at right now, but it's just like keep it going and keep doing the same thing. You know, that's about it. There you go. Good answer, man. Uh, you got a couple of splits coming out soon with Black Russians and the Queers. Uh, check out the Jasons, thejasonsband.com, uh, thejasons.bigcartel.com too, right, for some merch? Yeah, yeah. We're always adding new merch there. Um, vinyl records, coasters, Jason's butt plugs. That's not a joke. Whatever you want, we got it for you. And that's how you can keep the Jasons alive by checking out our Big Cartel store. And I pack and ship every package so it'll have a little bit of Jason V semen in every box. There you go. Yeah, I ordered a, I ordered a shirt and a pen. I look forward to it. 
You got to leave us with the Jason sound effect. We got to hear it from you before you go. So contrary to popular belief, uh, <laughs> people think the Jason sound effect is uh, something, you know, like uh, key, 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 ma, 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 or whatever. Right. But the actual Jason sound effect goes like this. Fuck you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's your favorite song that you've written? We'll uh, end the episode with that song, man. Uh, my favorite song that I've written is called uh, Red-Blooded American Punk Rock. Is that online? Yeah, that's online. That's from Blood in the Streets. It's our first deviation into uh, hair metal territory. We tried to write a song that sounded like Wasp. There you go. So uh, we're proud of that song. We, we, we changed it up a little bit. We'll end the episode with Red-Blooded American Punk Rock, Jason V., Keep being an asshole. Keep jerking off, man. It was a pleasure talking with you, brother. Likewise, my friend. Thanks a lot.
One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. Hey! Word!